you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. We've all heard it said that as direct sellers, we are in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves. Today, I have not one, but two special guests that will be sharing their experience as business accountability partners. Abby Fearson and Stephanie Fujimoto live on opposite sides of the country and in different time zones, but that hasn't stopped them from teaming up together to make a big impact on the world. Listen in to hear how they utilize each other's strengths to better their businesses and how you can find your own accountability partner. At the very least, you'll make a new friend, but we know the sky is the limit when women empower each other. Hello, Abby and Stephanie. I'm so excited to have not one, but two special guests on today's episode. So ladies, let's dive in and talk about accountability and why it's important and all everything about it. So to start off, will you ladies please share a little bit about you and your families? Yeah. So, um, my name is Stephanie Fujimoto and I'm here in San Diego, California during the day, my day job, I work in finance and I'm currently growing my family. I have my firstborn on the way actually due later this month. I think that's me in a nutshell, um, besides for, you know, my day job in finance. And I like to say during the day, I help rich people keep their money and make more. And then during the night, I um, empower women to rise out of poverty and sex trafficking. And I do that alongside with Abby. So I'm Abby Person. I am a full-time high school counselor um, just outside of DC in Maryland. And then I also see mental health clients because I didn't have enough on my plate. But then I get something that I can actually control more uh, in the ability to share fashion items that make an impact around the world, like Steph said. And it's something that is way more controllable than people's emotions. So that's pretty great for me. All right. So how did you both end up at Trades of Hope? I love Trades of Hope. I've worn their jewelry for years. I love their pieces. I love what they stand for and they always have cute things and they make great gifts too. So will you both tell us about how you found trades of hope and why you decided to join? Yeah. Abby, do you want to go first? Sure. Cause I joined first. So that makes sense. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, so I um, moved, I live about six hours away from my family. I moved here um, to become an educator in this area and went to my Bible study leader's house, was going to a home party, was buying like a thing for my mom's birthday and getting the heck out of there because that's how home parties felt to me at the time. Uh, and I sat there and listened to a, a friend of a, this friend who had come clear across the country to share about Trades of Hope. And my heartstrings were like, pulled for her. She didn't even mention anything about it. And I was like, Hey, 
um, how do you do this? I'm in first year, just finished my first year in education. I could make some extra money and these gifts are nice and I'd like the discount. And five years later, there were some way different plans uh, out there for me than just, you know, getting some cute gifts cheap. But the more I've learned, the more I have fallen in love with every little detail of the things that uh, we get to do. And then, so Steph, how did you get here? Yeah, so I joined four years ago, and but I, I knew about Trades of Hope for about six years. Um, it was I was living in Santa Barbara at the time and um, went to a missions conference where Trades of Hope was there. And, and I was a, a business major and my undergrad. And so of course I see, you know, empowering women, um, through job creation. And I kind of challenged the person behind the table. And I said, how is jewelry really helping women, you know, have a job? And of course, you know, my beautiful sponsor, she was able to eloquently share, um, just how they're giving them sustainability and jobs and kind of everything that just felt right with my, with my studies and what I knew. And because I had studied about like Tom's shoes and how basically, you know, buy a shoe, give a shoe, it felt good. But at the same time, in my undergrad studies, I'd always ask, well, do they really need shoes or could I give them something else? Or can, you know, like, what if they don't want shoes anymore? <laughs> that was my premise of the question for Tom's shoes. And there's other companies like that too. And so it was very clear that Trades of Hope was aligning with like my business studies. And it made sense to me on the sustainability model. Now that was two years before I actually joined. <laughs> so I was just an avid shopper. Um, I didn't, you know, really do any of the parties or anything like that. And I just was like, no, I'm just gonna buy gifts and cause I support the mission. Um, well, fast forward two years and I moved to San Diego and, you know, my friend that I had been shopping with for years, she calls me up and says, hey, we don't have anybody representing Trades of Hope in San Diego. And, and I was like, how could that be? Like San Diego just seems so right. It feels like, you know, we're really close to Mexico. It just feels like that right city that would just gravitate towards something like this. And so she's like, well, she's like, would you be interested in, you know, like being an, one of our advocates, just wearing and sharing about trades of hope. And, you know, and I had, you know, I'm, I'm the one that like contemplates and like Googles, you know, all the negative side of things like, okay, what, <laughs> what's bad about this? <laughs> and I got hung up on this story or not, not even hung up, but like, um, I, I've ran into the Miss Florence from Uganda and I just could not stop listening to her story on, on YouTube and how she's been able to train other community members and how, you know, her, she's sending her kids to college through this. And I was like, this is good. This is, this is sustainable. This is something that I could give back. Like, this is awesome. And um, so, yeah, so it's been four years um, now and in March and I joined and, you know, I already have a full-time job. And of course, you know, some of my friends are like, why'd you join? And in my head, I'm like, well, it was like five cups of coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> so like if I forego five cups of coffee in one week, why not? Like I'm already empowering women by joining and signing up, um, getting the beautiful kit of all the different items. And, you know, I was just like, we'll see what happens from there. And it's been four years strong and I am still loving the sustainable business model and diving into it and sharing it here in San Diego. 
I love that. And you're right. California seems like a really good place for a business like that. So good for you for recognizing that and for jumping in. I think that's important too, sometimes is to, is to be the first one in your area to jump in. Not that you have to be, but I feel like that, that gives you an extra edge sometimes. So way to go on that one. Now, how did you guys meet each other? Well, oh, I can't, it sounds juicy. I can't wait to hear. I don't feel like it's that juicy. Abby, do you want to take your side and then I'll go on my yeah. side? Yeah. About the time, um, Steph's first time at our um, company conference, which we call Inspire, we both share the same kind of sponsor, sponsor. director. Wasn't yeah. originally my sponsor, but is now. Um, and great friend who's out in Phoenix. So we got, you know, pulled together as, as leaders do. They, they pull, pull your groups together, meet people, that kind of thing. And we saw each other, what, like three times maybe? during that and just were like okay cool these are people that we met whatever didn't really talk anything like that so what was it maybe that was like maybe July and like December mm-hmm. of that year maybe a little sooner I was like all right I'm looking around and Steph and I were both fairly young at that point I think I was like 26 27 and you were just around the same age and we kept looking around like all these homeschool mamas or mamas with like work from home mamas and that kind of thing I was like, none of these people are like me. Like, they don't get it. Like, they're doing their business great, but it's not like how I'm going to do mine. So I remembered back to this Stephanie girl who like, oh, she just like got married. And like, you have to tell the cool story about that. How you um, there, I'm not going to spoil your thunder. Um, but there had been a story about her her wedding and trades of hope and that kind of thing. So I remembered that. And I was like, well, let me just reach out and like, talk to her, whatever. And so I was like, Hey, do you want to be accountability partners? <laughs> she goes, what does that mean? I go, I don't know, but do you want to? And the rest is kind of how this all developed, but yeah. I love that. It's like trades of hope. I wouldn't say Tinder, but like trades of hope, like a trades of hope <laughs> dating app. Like, Hey, <laughs> you slid into her DMS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, basically, basically. Cause on, on my side, I was just completely like, I mean, going to the conference was amazing. It was in Florida. It was my first time in Florida and I was just enamored with everything. And so like anybody who said hi to me, I felt like I was like the most special person in the world. And, but I, of course, I don't remember names or anybody, you know, and I get this message from Abby and she's like, Hey, I saw you at Inspire. And here I'm thinking, I'm like, I, what, what you saw me. Okay. (laughs) And then she's like, do you want to be accountability partners? And I remember that call when I was like, well, and I'm very action orientated. So I'm just like, well, if this is going to work, I've got this time for like 30 minutes on my drive home in traffic. If you're free this time. All right. Like, you know, all I can do is give you a call. And then we kind of started from there. Like Abby was like, sure. All right. Just give me a call on your drive. And I'm like, okay, sounds like, sounds cool. Nice. Love it. Love it. A match made in heaven. It sounds like, so now what is the story of your wedding? Dying to hear. Yes. So it was right around when I first joined, um, I had moved, got proposed to all almost all in the same year. And, um, then, you know, being a part of trades of hope, I'm like, well, what, how can I incorporate trades of hope into my life? You know, cause I feel like that's the easiest way to 
make to have ownership in a company is just being like, how, how is this woven into your life? And so for me, I was just like, okay, what's a tangible thing that a lot of my friends can rally behind and that we can feel a part of. And it was the wedding dress. And so I ended up researching a few places, um, that actually take new, newer, like within three years, wedding dresses and they sell them on consignment, but then they also take the proceeds and give it um, to survivors of tra sex trafficking. And so I calculated my commissions from Trades of Hope and I said, okay, if I can rate, if I could sell enough products, one, that's helping enough artisans, like X amount of artisans are being impacted. But then two, I'm using those commissions to then buy my wedding dress. And then my wedding dress equally is going to then ongo support and support women in, um, it was actually in Bend, Oregon, that this shop is that I sh would ship, that I shipped my wedding dress to. And they've now used the proceeds to help continue the fight against sex trafficking. So that was, you know, kind of a swift into, you know, <laughs> trades of hope. And then they're like, what are you doing? And you're getting married and all of this is happening. And I'm like, yeah, and you could be a part of the wedding by buying something from trades of hope. And so, yeah, so at the conference, I actually was given like this, it's my favorite, like little trophy, but it's like a little button, but it's a big heart. So it was like big heart trophy. And I was just like, or a little button. And I was just, I was in tears at the conference when they gave that to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. And that's what yeah. I'm sure that's when Abby recognized you and was like, oh, Hey, I remember that girl. She's the girl who used trades of hope through, through her wedding. So I love that. Yeah that yeah. you guys met that way in conference. I cannot say enough good things about going to conference. I know I'll, I probably could talk about conference every episode, but <laughs> those of you listening, if you've never been to a conference, go to a conference because so many good things happen when you go to a conference, like meeting a new friend. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you guys have, you know, joined forces and you're doing these calls with each other and working on, you know, an accountability type group. How did that progress? Did you guys just start by brainstorming ideas? How did that look for you guys in the beginning? I mean, it basically was like, I'm, cause I'm very action orientated. It's like, there's no, like, unless you do it, you don't know what needs to be edited or changed or, you know, like you can, you could always, um, edit something as you're going along. And so that's where I was just like, all right, well, I'll call you. I think it was like every Wednesday or something. I was like, I'll call you every Wednesday. And, and part of me too, was just like, what does accountability mean? And who's this Abby girl? <laughs> <laughs> and what does she think of me? Like all these different thoughts were going through my head. But at the same time, I'm like, the easiest way to get to know somebody is just to talk to them and, you know, find out about their lives, find out about, I mean, not just, you know, check in on business, but that became like our first conversation. So, you know, I'd call her and then she, you know, we would chit chat for a little bit about our day. And then I would just ask like, okay, so where are you at? And, you know, sometimes I would hesitate about her asking me that question. Cause sometimes I, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, I haven't done anything for a while. But then when she was like, well, I kind of did this and I kind of did that. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I feel a little bit better. This is what I've done. Like, this is how I've um, it, part of our team, we always say like, you got to touch your business every day. So how did we touch our business? And sometimes it literally was just picking up my calendar and looking at it. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I did today. And yeah, I think that's, I mean, Abby, would you add yeah. anything to that? But I, I think that's how we started. That, yeah, definitely. We started that fall with that. I think the blessing in major disguise maybe is, um, this would be the fall before COVID. 
So, you know, COVID, we all lacked major connection. So we ended up, you know, calling a little bit more often because we had more time. Um, and also navigating and brainstorming, um, like, how are we going to go through this at this point? Um, what's really important to us about sales or, or sponsoring people or that, that kind of thing at that time that we could kind of talk through and process through together. So I think we learned a lot about like how each problem solves really in that time, just because there was more time for us to connect. And I think it was, it was kind of important because we're both very honest and raw. So, and I think that's really important about accountability. Um, so there was just some days I was just like, Hey, I just don't feel up, up for it you know, and she's like, okay, cool. Like, well, I'll just tell you how my day's been. And, you know, and it's not like, cause there are sometimes, of course, like, you know, being in a company for so long, it's not always rainbows and sunshines. And, you know, when the sun stops shining, some people just, you know, leave and they quit. Mm. Well, I think that's where having an accountability partner was so vital because, you know, even though like in that moment, it might suck, it's not going to suck forever. And that's what, you know, Abby always continues to remind me like, well, that's okay. It just sucks right now. <laughs> so what are we going to do about it? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do something about this. Don't I? I think that's where it falls really well for us is like, Steph and I are like, have become great friends and that kind of thing too. But we also are very different in our mindsets where Steph comes from a business background. I come from a people and emotions and feelings and spontaneity and craziness kind of background so when one of the other of us is going through something like we pour into each other in opposite ways and then it's kind of circled back because it's been so long that we'll find ourselves doing what the other one would do so but that resiliency factor really is strengthened in each of us by you know if I'm having an off week and it's just like it's back to school and craziness and whatever like Steph's like oh I'm doing a party and I'm like oh I can do that at some point, but you know, it's really good that we can just kind of spur each other on that way. All right. So you both have been chatting almost weekly, sometimes more, sometimes less, but on average weekly since 2019. So how does your accountability partnership, what does it look like now? And how has it benefited both of your businesses? Yeah, we've flowed through, um, a lot of different seasons. Um, of like where our jobs were and different things like that. So it still kind of connects where like it works out that Steph calls me on her drive home because that work timing works both for works for both of us. There we go. But we found too where like one of us or the other would like hit a rank or like hit start hitting goals on like our little map thing or whatever. And that kind of has spurred each other on to that. Um, we've both ranked up um, since that time. We both have added a lot of people to our teams that that became a really like big thing because we started seeing like, oh, it's this type of people that we're interested in, in coming along. And we found, too, that we were able to really be able to support those team members in our kind of nation team as a whole. Um, there was a good point. I don't know, Steph, we did what, like eight trainings together, it felt like, mm -hmm. because we just yep. balance each other out well um, and bring kind of both sides of the coin. So we really like grew up into leadership and like are growing up from like young adulthood to like Steph's like becoming a mom. I'm just started a new relationship. We'll see where that goes. But like we're going into new jobs and that kind of thing. So um, 
we kind of get to grow up in trades of hope together, which I think is really cool because not a lot of people start um, in the direct sales space that young. So yeah, that's been where we're going. Anything you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I, I will say that, you know, kind of the, you know, collaboration over competition, we do have some healthy competition between us. Oh, good. And <laughs> yes. And I think that, I think that's important as far as like, you know, not just checking in with each other, but there's sometimes where, you know, we have a month and, you know, we might have sucked, you know, the month before, but then like either Abby or I will be like, Hey, can we just sell 500 this month? And like the first one to 500 is going to like send the other one, like a Starbucks gift card. And it's like, of course, like, all right, like competition's on, like, let's do this. But then because we're accountability partners, we're like sharing like kind of our creative juices of like what we're thinking about. So it's like, well, have you tried doing like a fundraiser? Have we tried doing this type of event? And then we problem solve together um, in the midst of having kind of like this healthy competition. So I definitely think that the competition, healthy competition is there. And then how our business has, or how our accountability has evolved, uh, it definitely has, I mean, I think with the ever-changing, you know, because it's, it's easy to lose touch if you're only talking in like one form of communication, like if you're only phone calling each other. And I'd say we use, um, what is it? We use Facebook Messenger a lot. And so we'll have, you know, convert or we'll have like different voice messages that we send to each other as we're thinking about things. And we may know that like the other person's busy or not able to respond right away, but we're still like collaborating on the go. So I might have like this long paragraph of this idea that I'm going to, you know, do in the next two minutes. And I'm like, please, you know, please confirm this or else I'm just going to do it. And then she like, or I'm like, tell me not to, because this sounds crazy. And then she doesn't respond. And then I do it. And then she asked me like, you know, how did my idea, you know, did it thrive? Did it fail? Whatever. And um, yeah, so I think having that kind of like very fluidity structure in a way, because it's like, yes, we have our phone calls and that was what we had at first, but now it's like, you know, 6am when I wake up, I might be like, Hey, I had this idea. I'm going to do this. And she's already up at the, and the West coast or East coast. So she's like, okay, cool. Like that sounds great. Like I'm doing this today. So I think having that is really vital and like what our business is now. Um, but then also cheering each other on with like that healthy competition of like, Hey, like, where do you want to meet rank this time? And I think we've also done the last two years, I think we've done like year goals, like different goals that we want to do um, and different benchmarks. And of course, at the end, it's like, did we meet it? Did we not? And COVID was like, okay, I didn't, but here's why. And then we unpacked it for our businesses. And I love what you said about the, the healthy competition, because, you know, the phrase collaboration over competition, you can think like, okay, we shouldn't be competing at all. But like you said, healthy competition is a, is a really good thing to have and it makes it fun and it makes it exciting. And, you know, some people are more incentivized by something like that. And so it sounds like you guys are, <laughs> I mean, yeah. who, who would turn on a Starbucks card, right? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so I love that you guys do that together. That's so wonderful. If you don't mind, I'm going to actually share a little story with you guys really quickly before I yeah. ask my next question. Cause it kind of leads into it, but I would say, let's see what year, I think my year was 2019 too. There was an incentive trip and it was, I think down to the last month and you kind of, you know, you put the feelers out there, like who's, who's almost there, who's going for the trip. And so I found these two girls who were at the exact same 
level as me. They were going for the same level of the trip and we were kind of at the same, you know, we needed the same amount for the last month and we were, we were kind of all at the same place. And so I threw everybody into a group Facebook message and I was like, Hey, kind of the same thing. I was like, Hey, we should be accountability partners for the last month of the trip incentive period. And they were like, who are you? No kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was close. We didn't know each other. That's for sure. Like I had recognized these, like I recognized their names, but I didn't know them personally. And so I was like, you know what? They're all the same place as me. Let's all go for this together. And so that last month we all, you know, checked in almost daily about our progress towards this trip. And we all three earned it. And we all went on this trip and it was so much fun. And now like we have, we talk like you guys, we talk multiple, multiple, multiple times every day on multiple apps. <laughs> we have Facebook messenger chats going, we have a WhatsApp chat. We have, you know, we have everything going and we've even added a couple other ladies into that little circle. Cause it's not exclusive. It's just, you know, it's just kind of it's just people at the same, you know, who are at the same pace as you are at the same area that you are, or like in your, in your business. And so it just has been just truly a gift to have that, uh, perspective from them. Cause there, I mean, there are multiple personality, multiple personality types in these, in these groups. And so it's just so nice to have the perspective of other people who are, who have the same values and goals overall, but also have different ideas and can contribute different things. And so I love that you guys are doing the same thing too, because I know how it has helped me in my business. And so it, so those listening, like it's so worth it to find somebody and like both of us or all three of us, we just kind of reached out to a stranger almost practically and said, Hey, let's do this together. So you don't have to know the person in order to be an accountability partner with them. You just have mm -hmm. to have a common goal in mind. And that is being better at your business. So somebody listening who does want to grow their business and they're thinking, okay, maybe an accountability partner is what I need. It sounds like it's worked well for all three of these ladies. How does somebody go about finding that? I know I just shared my story with, you know, finding the people who were at the same level as me, as far as going for an incentive. And it just has carried on for the last three years. But how do you suggest that people find an accountability partner if they don't know where to start? So we've had this question a lot because we've had several people that are like, I know us within our circles kind of thing. Some of our like other accountability type people who are like, uh, I like what you have. I want that. How do I do that? So I think the things that Steph has mentioned, like some of that healthy um, competition and that consistency, which is not something I'm good at and something Steph is great at. So that's awesome. Um, but somebody, you know, having that set, like we're meeting at this day and time, um, unless, you know, life comes up, that kind of thing. But like, it's an expected thing. Also looking at who's in a similar life place to you. And that doesn't always necessarily mean like the same age and the same thing that way. Um, I was telling Steph, there's um, some other people I've connected with that are like retired empty nesters. And like, they're very in a different life stage, but they're in similar, they don't have kids in those responsibilities. And I think not being afraid to like the first one might not be it for you. Like, okay, I'm going to connect with this or it might just be a person for a season. Um, Steph and I have both like, because we've become friends and, and continued out of this, like we both have connected with other people for a time here or there in, in these seasons and still stay connected to each other just in how our journeys have gone. But looking for what you need in that season, um, if you're looking for somebody who's really, really good at adding people, to, like if you're trying to add people to your team, 
look for someone who's good at adding to people to their team. Not necessarily that's a top, top leader, but that's just like one step ahead of you or like around the same place as you, but is more, does better at the thing that, that you're, you're working toward at the time. Yeah. And I guess I would say on there, Abby and I created a very positive atmosphere. So, cause I've had a few other um, friends and accountability friends, they just become kind of negative towards, you know, they have an event and it's just kind of negative. And then that seems to feed into each other. And then instead of just one person stepping away, it's now two or three or however many people were kind of in that circle. And so I think that's really key that like, once you find somebody or once you are almost in a way, like kind of dating for your accountability partner, that they are positive when you're, you're not feeling your best. And um, I think that's what both Abby and I kind of like bring to the table. It's like when she's, you know, not feeling her best, I'm like, eh, well, it's okay. Like, let's, you know, let's pick up and I'll check in with you tomorrow. And the same with me too. It's like, oh, like I have to put this down right now. I'm just so frustrated. Um, and I think that is that positivity keeps us like coming back. Cause it's like, okay, I know, you know, she's not going to bring up like, oh, I failed at the school. Like, it's going to be like, okay, like you missed it that time. Like, are you picking it up again? Are you changing your goal? Like there's no like punishment for us not reaching the goals that we set before us. It's more of like, let's keep moving forward. I think our focus becomes less like complaining and more problem solving. Mm -hmm. Like when you keep that in mind, and that's a great like life chip in general. Um, just like, you can complain and, and, and we do, we're not, we're not, we're still human, but, um, you know, ultimately it's like, we're leading towards how we can like solve this problem in the long run. Yes, exactly. And like you said, there are, there are times where you do have complaints and I love having, you know, a close accountability group like you guys have, because it is, we always say, we're always like, this is a safe space. <laughs> you, you feel like you can vent things sometimes because us as leaders, we want to have a very positive example or lead a very positive example for our teams. And so it is sometimes hard because it's, if you can't vent to anybody, then, then it kind of festers inside. Right. So it is so nice to have another person that is, that you know, that by venting or complaining or having a bad day, they're not going to think like, Oh, there must be something wrong. No, it's just because we're human and we have bad days and then we just need a safe space to vent. And so that is a huge benefit to an accountability accountability group is having just that, that safe space. So I love that you guys are that for each other, but at the same time, safe space. Yes. But you also turn it around like, okay, let's look at this in a different perspective. Like, you know, you have that, that freedom to be able to do that with each other. And that's very powerful too. So what advice do you have for accountability groups? How can they focus and effectively work together to produce results versus just getting together to chat about the business? I'm sure some people are thinking that right now, like, yes, I'd love to be in an accountability group or have an accountability partner, but I'm afraid we'll just get together and talk the whole time, <laughs> which, you know, that can happen. We're girls, whatever girl talk. And so it, it'll happen, but how or what is your advice to people who are, who are wondering how this could work for them? A big one for me, or a big question, um, that either I or Abby always ask each other is how's your business doing? Like we, I mean, we could chit chat, you know, hours and days, we could chit chat days on end, but within those conversations, um, even if it's the last like question before we, you know, it's like, Hey, I gotta go. And then I'm like, wait, how's your business doing? 
And just keeping that question forefront or even, you know, like in our team, it's like, have you touched your business today? Like, where are you at? It just brings, it brings your business to mind. So even if like, you know, I just go and say, oh, it's fine. And then like quickly rush off the call because I've done nothing. (laughs) I mean, I really do a lot. I, you know, I just sometimes just don't want to say anything about that. Um, Then, you know, it's like, it starts my brain thinking about my business after the conversation. And if I know in advance, like the consistency, if I know in advance that Abby's going to ask me, then I'm already going to know it's like, okay, we can chit chat. And then she's like, I want to have an answer for her question. This is where my business is at, or this is the health of my business. So I think, you know, consistency and just asking that question every time you talk is at least my two points. Being willing to answer that question. Like so many people are not vulnerable. Like, I don't know, Stefan, I think just got it over it early, but like, where it's like, oh, my business is great. Da, 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 da. Let's move on. Instead of being like, no, I'm really like frustrated with this thing. And I mean, we find that like, oh, like I'm, I'm frustrated because I'm full-time working, but I want to be doing more of this or that kind of thing. Or I'm like really excited about something. I think those things that you start to share. And then as you dig into that, like we've worked through, like when we're doing trainings that we've done both together, where it's like, um, we had a, a, a a friend of ours do about the seven layer why, which is somebody's thing somewhere that is not my creation at all. But we've looked through that and we were like, we have to do this together because we already have like that kind of relationship to really know. And we know each other's why better than we know our own, I think at this mm. point, because we've just gotten to that level of like, no, I'm just going to be real with stuff. It's not the like walking past somebody in, in the hallway at work and how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. And you keep walking. Like, I want to know how you're really doing. Yeah. It, it don't be shy to ask those tough questions. And, you know, when someone's like, oh, it's good, it's good. And it's like, no, wait, I haven't seen you make a sale, like not seen you make a sale, but like you haven't posted about it. You haven't talked about it. Like, how are you really doing? And then being vulnerable enough to answer that is really key. All right, Abby and Stephanie, what is your, just your final thoughts on the benefits of having an accountability partner? So I think it's just important to look to the people around you. Um, Don't always get stuck into um, those you're sponsoring and those that are above you. Um, But when you look around, like those are the people who can give you like a new way of looking at things and just looking for somebody who really balances out the things that you aren't as good at. Steph brings a lot to the table with me. And sometimes I'm like, why is she even friends with me? Um, but she says the same, like the other way around too, where it's like, oh, like, do you realize you've taught me this, that, and the other? So don't be afraid to like reach out to those people, like take a chance and be like, hey, I'm that awkward girl you met at conference once. Let's <laughs> like talk and do it. Like this is probably a Stephism that we, we did do it. But when you think of it, like, do it in the next 30 seconds. Um, like if you think mm-hmm. of somebody right now, reach out to them. The worst thing they're going to tell you is no. And you're right back at the same point you're at now. And they're probably not going to tell you no. Yeah. And then like, don't let team lines. Cause I know a lot of companies have like, oh, are you under this team or this house or this group? Uh, I very much like there was one 
you know, like Abby and I have said that we've reached out to other and we've created other like accountability groups. And we had this training call and I, you know, I told Abby, I was like, Hey, I actually want to reach out to this other girl for the four weeks that we have this training call to be my accountability partner. And, um, so of course I reached out to her and then for those four weeks, like we were able to, um, her and I are both very busy and we have different time schedules. So it didn't work longer than four weeks, but it was good to have like a different perspective within that set time. And so that's where, you know, if like there's any company incentives that are coming up or like something on the short term, that you could say like, Hey, like, who can I reach out to that will balance me out that like, I, I at least can be committed for four weeks. Cause I feel like one month in direct sales is pretty doable. I feel like mm-hmm. everybody is on like a monthly, like, okay, day one, it starts at the end. Like, let's get all of our sales in. So I think that's a good way to start. Of course, if it lasts longer than that, like then you have kind of a long-term committed accountability partner, but then it's, you know, it's not uh, not rank associated. It's not connected, you know, just within a certain team. Um, and we've even had others, you know, other people from other teams come inside our accountability partner and like see kind of like how we operate. And then they've gone on and created it for like themselves with other people as well. So I think that's just like, start small. (laughs) You're not asking this person to marry you. Like, (laughs) you know, find, find that, you know, like, Hey, this month I want to go for this goal. Like, do you want to partner with me? And it's only for this month, you know, we'll talk once a week and we'll go from there. And I love that because we are as direct sellers, social sellers, we are in business for ourselves, but we're not in business by ourselves. And that is beautifully displayed between you two. And I have absolutely loved hearing about your experience. So how can listeners get in touch with you both? Yeah. So I've got my Instagram page is trade.hope underscore give dot peace. And then I'm on, um, I'm on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group. If you guys want to join in that and it's called rejoice in hope. Um, so both of those areas are great to just, you know, basically find me on Instagram direct or DM me and love to chat and hear from you. My Instagram is at hopes poppin. Um, I'm well, fun like that. Um, and that my, um, VIP group is that too. Hope's popping. Um, it's my impact community is what I call it. So I'm on those places and that's where you can find me. Wonderful. I'll put links to these places in the show notes for everybody to connect with you guys, but thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your experience. And I've loved hearing how you guys have developed this partnership and then a friendship over the years and how it has positively impacted your businesses. And I wish you both the best in years to come. So thanks again for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast, and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.